in, in its saving power. <laughs> Let every heart sing, Lord, I want to live for thee. Keep my heart. My 
been around long enough, you know me well to know that I'm not really a series preacher, but uh, looks like we're going to be hanging out here in the book of Acts for a while. So uh, just study up on the book of Acts. It seems like we're going to be hanging out there as a word from the Lord. There's some things that he wants us to know about our beginning. <coughs> So this morning we look at Acts chapter 4. We're going to begin our reading with verse 5. Acts chapter 4. Beginning with verse 5. <clears throat> These are the words that you find there. It 
And it came to pass on the morrow that the rulers of the elders, rulers and elders and scribes, <coughs> Nanus, the high priest, and Caiaphas, and John, and Alexander, and as many were of the kindred of the high priest, were gathered together in Jerusalem. <coughs> and when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, <clears throat> even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of the builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> and that's what I want to talk about this morning. From that question, I, I want to raise a question. Have you been with Jesus? They took knowledge of them. They, something was going on, and they, watching these men, couldn't figure out what was going on, but the thing that they did take note of is that these men have been with Jesus. Come, come now, let's go to the temple. Let's go into the worship setting. A strange thing was going on in the temple that day. The strange thing that was going in the temple that day, the people were gathering as they normally did, but today was not the normal day. The day, that it wasn't the normal and orderly prayer service that they were accustomed to. Today, things were different because there was a man running all over the church. The man jumping and shouting and disrupting their order of worship. This man was all over the place. This man was jumping and he was shouting. And the thing that was so fascinating 
to everybody was this was a man that they all knew. And they had seen him before. For years, they had been watching people bring this man and lay him down out in front of the temple, laying down to beg. And the reason why he did that was because, according to the word of God, he was born lame. He had never been able to walk, but now he's running all over the church. Now he is leaping and he's hopping and he is praising God. Not only that, they also knew these two men that came in with the man. They, they, knew, they knew that these are the two men, Peter and John. They knew them because a few days earlier, these two men had been accused of being drunk out on the street. Nine o'clock in the morning. They knew these two men, Peter and John. And, and the word was out that these two men had something to do with this man running around. These two men got something to do with him disrupting the service here. But as the people gathered around, they, 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 this man was such a marvel, people began to gather around him, gather around Peter and John, and Peter and John wanted to make sure Peter spoke up and said, make sure you all understand this. Don't look at us like we did this. It's in the book. It's in the book. Chapter 3, verse 12, he said, don't y'all be looking at us like y'all think we did something. But then they, they went on to share with the people who did heal this man. And, and you, you, you need to learn a lesson right there. You better learn how to give God his glory. Yeah, when God does something for you, you don't sit around acting like you did something. No, you give the glory to God. They, they began, they began to share with the people, this is what happened. You remember a few days ago, you, 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 you all, now they're explaining why, why the man is wrong. He said, you remember a few days ago that you all chose to let a murderer go. Took him back. Y'all chose to let a murderer go and have a man named Jesus crucified. And they went on to tell the story. They went on and preached a whole sermon. They talked to them about Jesus, and then they told them he did die. He died on a cross, but they also told them that that same Jesus got up. They're just telling the story. They're just telling the story. They got up from the dead. Chapter 4 starts out by saying that while they were speaking, while they were telling the story to the people, the religious authorities showed up. Those folk who were in charge, the church leaders, they showed up and they were mad. They showed up and they were mad because what these men were preaching and what they were saying was totally against what they'd been teaching. See, Sadducees did not teach, nor did they believe that in the bodily resurrection of the dead. So here these men are 
preaching and teaching something that we don't believe up in here. Are y'all hearing me? It was already late in the evening. It was getting late in the evening. So what they did with them, them, the mad says, they, they had Peter and John arrested, held them in jail overnight so that the next morning they could carry them to trial for what they said was preaching the wrong thing. But the truth is that they were too late. The damage had already been done. If you read your Bible here, you see that 2,000 souls, more souls, had been added to the 3,000 that were already saved the other day. They spent the night, Peter and John, spent the night in jail, and they got up the next morning waiting on their trial. This is where my imagination, y'all let me, Use my imagination, if you will. Let me, every once in a while, I just go off on my own. Let me use my, this is where my imagination kicks in. I can imagine the scene, the scene, this array of religious leaders, this religious authority marching into the court with all of their ceremonial array on there, going all, taking their seats, and there's Peter and John sitting down there watching them. They march in with all of their stuff on. They're trying to intimidate them. Yeah, they, they, they come in with all of that stuff, trying to intimidate these two little ignorant fishermen. And I, can, I, I can imagine, this is my imagination, I, I can imagine the clerk rise up, look at Peter and John and say, stand up. Stand him on your feet and face the judge. I can hear him saying, do you promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? This is my imagination. I'm just using preacher's imagination. I hear Peter say, you know what? I've been waiting all night. <laughs> I've been waiting all night to tell y'all the truth. This morning, I see the clerk turn around to the judge and say, Judge, your witness, sir. Judge looks down at Peter and John and yells out one question. He said, I ain't got but one question. Only question I got for y'all, by what power and whose name? Have you done this thing? <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. By what power and in whose name have you done this? Have you healed this man? I, I see a smile. This is my imagination. I see a smile go across Peter's face and say, I thought you would never ask. Matter of fact, I was hoping. I was hoping you were going to ask that very question. This is my imagination. I see Peter say, give me the mic. <laughs> give, give me the mic. Give, give, give me the mic. Peter says, the Bible says, verse 8, says, Peter was filled with the Spirit. <laughs> that in your book? 
Peter was filled with the Spirit. Read it, read it and Peter says, Peter preached, began to preach. And here, here, is a, here is a model right here. Peter might not have been a Baptist preacher because he preached a whole sermon in four verses. <laughs> he preached a whole sermon, verse 8 through 11. He, yeah, yeah, he, he preached a whole sermon, took Jesus to the cross, got him up from the grave, and then issued an invitation. Verse 12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under the heaven given among men whereby ye must be saved. A whole sermon. Got through speaking, and his boldness blew the council away. He was so bold in what he was saying. He was so assertive in what he was saying. They were all blown away. They began to look at each other. So where do these two ignorant fishermen, where in the world do these Two ignorant fishermen from the country get this kind of power. How can they speak with such authority? And I believe that, that there is something in every Christian. I believe all of us up in here, there's something in all of us that wants God to use us like that. So that folk will look at you and say, how in the world? They remember what you used to be. For folk to look and wonder, how is it? How, where does that kind of power come from? All of us want to be used like that. Well, we look at the whole story. And we can readily see, first of all, they want to know where it came from. But first of all, we see where it doesn't come from. You read the whole story, you'll see that this kind of power did not come from them having wealth. Y'all hearing me? Verse 3 and verse 6, they'd already told them, we ain't got no silver. We ain't got no gold. Silver and gold, have I none? So we know it, it didn't come from their riches. It does not come from any special power that they had. Look at chapter 3, verse 11. You remember after the folk saw the man running and walking and jumping, they, were, they, they, they began to look at Peter and John as if they had done something. And Peter said, don't look at us. Don't look at us like we did this. Don't look at us like we got that kind of power. So it doesn't come from having money. It doesn't come from any power that we have. Number three, thirdly, it did not come from the intellect. Read it. 4.13 says that they were ignorant and unlearned men. Are y'all hearing this? Didn't come from their money. Didn't come from any gifting or anything they had. It did not come from their intellect. But verse 4 and 13 says they were ignorant and unlearned men. 
Let's keep reading. Verse 13. The answer jumps out. Where does this kind of power come from? Where does this kind of authority come from? Verse 13 says even they had to admit it. They took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Y'all hear me? I'm almost through. They, they didn't have any money. They didn't have any special power. They didn't have any influence, but they had been. Are y'all hearing me? They took note that they had been with Jesus. Can you see this? Their enemies are trying to figure out, and they're trying to figure them out. They're trying to figure out the source of their power. And the only thing that they can come up with is that these men have been, y'all ain't hearing me, these men have been with Jesus. Let me ask you something. Buckle your seatbelt. Let me ask you something. What about you says that you have been with Jesus. What about you, the way you live your life, says that you've spent any time at all in the presence of Jesus? As a matter of fact, what about you suggests that you even know him? Are y'all hearing this? My brothers and my sisters, if you are a child of God, saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, there ought to be something about you. Are y'all hearing this? There ought to be something about the way you live your life that says that you have been with Jesus. Something in the way you carry yourself. Something in the way you talk. Something in the way you walk. Something in the way you treat people. Ought to say that you have been with you. That ought to be something that says without you opening your mouth that you have been with Jesus. Look at this. Without Peter and John making an announcement, giving honor to God who is the head of my life, without them having to say a word, without them having it written on a t-shirt, or without a clergy collar, or a, a, a clergy tag on the car without any of that. Are y'all hearing me? The assessment of their enemies was these men have been with Jesus. Well, my brothers and my sisters, you, you, you've got a problem. 
You've got a problem if all of your evidence of being with Jesus is on a piece of paper on the wall. Are y'all hearing me? You, you, you got a problem if your only evidence of being in, in, in Jesus is, uh, having been with Jesus is in the way you dress. Right color and right length. You got a problem. You've got a problem if the only evidence you got of being with Jesus is that you go to church every Sunday. My prayer and my heart's desire is that we learn how to walk in such a manner that the whole world will, yeah, will, yeah, will, will have to know and the whole world will realize that that person has spent some time in the presence. Don't you want to live like that? So folk don't have to wonder about you. They'll know that's somebody that has been in the presence of Jesus. See, once you've been in his presence, the truth is, you can never really be the same anymore. I wonder if I got a witness of it. Once you have been in his presence, once you walk with him, you're never the same anymore. I wonder about people that say they've spent time with Jesus and they ain't changed a bit. I know, I know, I know. I'm not overlooking it. All of us are works in progress. We ain't, we ain't what we ought to be yet. We're works in progress. And, and, and that takes time. It takes time for God to get us where he wants us to be. It is a process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but my brothers and my sisters, uh, if he has come into your life, a change is coming. A change has come. I ain't saying you quit everything overnight. You just don't cuss as much. <laughs> y'all, y'all ain't hearing me. No, it ain't all gone, but he's working on. He's working on us. My early years. My early years as a pastor. Pastor in a little town, I'd stop by the post office and I'd go by the post office. There's oh, always this man sitting out there. And he's sitting out there and he didn't seem like harmless enough. And I'd speak to him every morning. And finally, I asked some of the members of the church, Who is the man that sits down there at the post office? I say, Yeah. I speak to him. Anybody know who he is? Oh, yeah, we all know who he is. The name was Dwayne. They called him Dwayne. <laughs> But anyway, he, he sit there, and they, he, he hang around the post office, and they told me, he said, now, Reverend, I, we know how you are. Don't get tangled up with D-Wayne. Don't get tangled up with D-Wayne. D-Wayne is a mess. D-Wayne, they told me about all the people that he had hurt, and some he had done away with. They didn't know what happened to him. <laughs> Don't you want to fool with D-Wayne. But every morning, I'd speak to D-Wayne. And one day, I, I finally had a conversation. We started talking. It wasn't long before D-Wayne started coming to church. D-Wayne came to church, and one Sunday, he came up the aisle. 
decided he, he had been in church all of his life, uh, but, but he just sort of strayed away. But he came back, gave his life to Jesus Christ. And, and so I, I was sitting there in the office one day and heard the door open. Heard somebody knocking on the office door, and it was D-Wayne. D-Wayne came in, and he said, Pastor, I thought I'd come on and tell you. He said, I was down there on the block with the fellas, and I thought I'd go on and tell you because they're going to come and tell you. I wanted to tell you first. Yes, I did cuss everybody else out. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to tell you. I know they're going to come. They can't wait to get here and tell you. I want to tell you. That I, yeah, they're telling the truth. I cussed them all out. <laughs> then he said this. He said, but if it hadn't been for Jesus, I'd have killed them all. Yeah. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it hadn't been for Jesus, oh, I did cuss them out. But if it hadn't been for Jesus, how to kill. <laughs> oh, you may not be where you want to be. Are y'all hearing me? You may not be where you want to be, but you ought to thank God. <laughs> I wonder if I'm the only one up in here. I thank God I ain't what I used to be. For if any man be in Christ, Here's a new creature. All things are passed away. All things are become. See, if a man spends enough time in the presence of Jesus, are y'all hearing me? You, you hang around him long enough. I wonder if I got a witness here. You will begin to look like him. Are y'all hearing me? Just ask yourself this morning, what is it that says that I've been with Jesus? What about the way I do my job every day? Says to my coworkers that I've been with Jesus. What is it, yeah, in my neighborhood? How have I cared myself so that even my neighbors in the neighborhood will ride by and say that man or that woman has been with Jesus? Are y'all hearing me? How can I tell? Yeah, how? Yes. Uh, can you tell where well, brothers uh, and sisters are? Uh, I've learned that when you're looking uh, for someone who has been with Jesus. Sometimes we get fooled because we're looking at people's gifts. Are y'all hearing me? But let me tell you something. You can't tell by looking at gifts. Because sometimes we can fake gifts. But brothers and sisters, if you want to know whether or not somebody has spent time with Jesus... You need to look for fruit. Are y'all hearing me? Oh, my brothers and my sisters, uh, if you've been with Jesus, you began to bear fruit. Are y'all hearing me? 
read the Bible, fruit of the Spirit, uh, you have joy, you have peace, faith, love, long-suffering, and meekness. Paul said it like this, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Are y'all hearing me? What about you says that you have been with Jesus? Yes. What a wonder, a wonderful change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came in to my heart. I found love, I found joy in my soul for which long I have sought since Jesus came in to my heart. Don't know about anybody else, but I am, I am a living testimony. I'm a testimony as to what God can do. How Jesus will turn a man around. I once was lost, but now I'm found was blind. But now, yeah, I can see. Well, I close. Uh, verse 14 uh, says that the rulers, uh, they wanted to discredit them. Yeah, the rulers uh, wanted to say uh, that it was all a lie. Yeah, but the reason why uh, they couldn't call it a lie yeah, was because the man was standing right there. Yeah, Y'all ain't hearing me. Yeah. That same man that everybody saw that was crippled and lame, they wanted to discredit them, but they could not because the man was the evidence, and he was standing right there. And I come to tell you, yes, that if you've been with Jesus, you don't have to prove it to nobody. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? Uh, if you've been uh, with Jesus, uh, it will speak uh, for itself. Uh, yes, uh, you can say uh, like the songwriter. Yeah. Let the work uh, I've done uh, speak for me. Uh, let the work uh, that I've done uh, speak for me. Uh, when I'm resting, uh, in my grave and there is nothing to be said let the work that i've done speak for me y'all ain't hearing me may the life that i live speak for me may the life that i live speak for me when I've done the best I can, are y'all hearing me? When I've done the best I can, and my friends don't understand, oh Lord, you know all about me. Stand by me. Yes, the work 
work that I've done, it seems so small. Sometimes it seems like nothing at all. But when I stand before my God, I want to hear him say, well done. Let the life that I live speak for me. Yes! Yes! What about you? What about you? Says that you have been with Jesus. Think about it. Personal question. You don't have to look around. In your life, what about you? Would give anybody around you any indication that you have spent any time at all with Jesus? The word of God is clear. If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You're not left out. The blood is running warm in your veins. You still have the opportunity to get to know him. You're unsaved today. You're unsaved today. If you've not accepted him as Lord and Savior of your life, you can do that right now. If you're without a church covering, if you're without a covering, you don't have a church home, don't have a church family, you can turn that around right now. As we sing, we give you the opportunity today to come to the front seat, just come to the front pew, wherever you are. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There, a precious fountain. And it's free to all, a healing stream. Lows, won't you come? Give your life to him, Lord. 
come, come, come. So shall find a rest. Oh, I thank you, Lord, beyond the That if you're already saved and you want to be a part of the Salem church, you can also come in the cross. Come on, somebody. Oh, in, in the oh, be. Come on, that's right, that's right. Be my, 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 my glory. Come on, come on, come on. Oh, my Come, come, give your life. time oh come on come on in the oh in in the oh be be my 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 glory my glory Found a rest. Be, or you may be seated. The, but you can still come. You can still come. River. Bless the Lord in here.
Why don't we bless the Lord in this house? Amen. We have the Kia Roberts. She's already a part of, she's a Salemite already. She's a part of this family. But she's been away, and today the Spirit has moved her to come home to be right Amen. in the house. Y'all bless the Lord. Amen. Y'all bless the Lord. We thank God for you. Thank God for you. We know that you've already been an active part of this church, and we look forward to putting you right back to work and getting you right back in. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Lord have mercy. Amen. He always continues to lead us, continues to guide us, and we just thank God for you. Uh, after the service is over, uh, Brooks and other members of the new membership will be meeting with you, getting some more information. But we just thank God. Glad you're at home. Amen. Amen. Y'all bless the Lord in here. Amen. There's a storm out on the ocean, and it's moving. Yeah, yes, this way. Oh, if your soul's not anchored in Jesus, you will. Storm out on the ocean, and this away. Oh, if your soul not anchored in Jesus, you will surely lift away. Oh, lift away. Oh, yeah, you will surely. Drift away, oh, if your soul not anchored in Jesus, you will surely drift away. Oh, there's a storm out on the ocean, and it's moving this way. Our sister had a loss this week, lost her brother. And if there are those who know the power and the very worth of prayer, we ask that you will come and just join her. We're going to pray right now for our sister, Sister Nakia. Thank God for you. Bible declares that we should pray without ceasing for the prayers of the righteous availeth and they availeth much that in times of pain and in times of sorrow we all know that the Lord is with us let us pray Lord 
we come in this moment right now appealing to you and your power to be the very God of comfort that you said you were. We pray for our sister. She's had loss in her life and pain is overwhelming her soul. But let her know that you are with us and the body is here with you. With you during your time of bereavement, with you during your time of pain, to let you know that the God that we serve has the power to lift you up above every circumstance that yeah, yeah, life yeah. has to give us. Yeah, yeah, yes. And so right now, Lord, we call our sister's very name. We call the kid's name and we lift her up to you for we know in this moment you are at the right hand of the Father groaning for us the things that we can't even announce in this world that you know that she is yours and he is yours. He, you are his. Lord, we thank you for the church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Lord, it is our job yeah, yeah, yes. to let brothers and sisters know that when you're hurting, we are here standing with you, standing for you, praying for you, lifting your name, feeling your need. Lord, we thank you for the body of Christ. We thank you for those who have come. We thank you for the entire congregation, those who are online, lifting up our sister's name, praying for her right now. We can feel the power of the Holy Ghost upon us right now. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We need you right now. For we're all a part of God's body. Oh, yeah. Lord, stand with us. Lord, be Go before us and take up residence behind us. Be a shield all about us. For Lord, when our heart is overwhelmed, Lord, lead us to the rock that is higher than we are, Lord. We thank you. We bless you. We pray this prayer in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Jesus who came into this world, Jesus, who lived a life that we couldn't live, Jesus, who died a death that we couldn't die, Jesus, yes. who was buried in a grave that wasn't made for him, Jesus, yes. who laid in that grave all night Friday, Jesus, who laid in that grave all day Saturday, Jesus, yeah, who yeah, laid yeah. that Saturday night, but the same Jesus early Sunday morning, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus got up with all power in his hand. Jesus conquered death at the grave, and we had let our sister know that she doesn't have to worry about this. In his name, we pray. And we ask every blessing. Amen. Amen. And amen. Just do it together. Amen. I need you. You need me. That's it. That's it. For we're all upon the God's body. 
what it is it will need be supplied you are you are important I need you to survive you are important you are important you are important to me. I need you to survive. One more time. You are important. You are important. You are important to me. I need you to same kind of news we want to pray for everybody in our family our sister and those who are dealing with bereavement that we express our deepest sympathy to our brother and his family brother William Cox in the passing of father William Cox senior uh, funeral services will be held this Saturday June 18th to 11 a.m. For those in our body who are sick, we want to continue to pray for those and ask that God continue to heal and be a healer. Um, in the spirit of safety and security, as we leave, I ask those to my left and to your right, if you would, exit the double doors, and then those to my right and your left who would exit single file, the single door here, those in the middle closest to either aisle, would you would follow suit for those. Thank God on today for the movement that we have in the church. Um, Summer Fellowship uh, we'll have on the 18th of June. Uh, it'll be from 11 to 2 uh, on the grounds of Heritage Hall. Give God praise. Give God praise. Heritage Hall has been going through major changes and we want to give members the opportunity to review the progress being made at Heritage Hall, the renovations ahead of the official ground uh, breaking and reopening this October. Uh, it is an opportunity for members to reconnect not only with each other but reconnect with the family here at Salem Family of God. The activities for the entire family will be available. And also there will be a celebration there uh, honoring Juneteenth or commemorating Juneteenth. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, I want to thank God for all of those in the body, those uh, abroad who continue to give to the ministry of Salem Church uh, with both tithes and offering. I want to thank God for you and your stewardship. Never want to uh, count that, uh, take that robbery. Uh, so thank God for you and what you have been continuing to do. Give God praise again for our pastor and for the word of God. Thank God for our pastor, such a wonderful preacher pastor. Amen. And we thank God for him. Thank God for Sister Bev and thank God for the, all of you, the family of God. Amen. 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 If you would stand on your feet, God be with us.
from stumbling and able to present us blameless before his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God be glory be majesty be dominion and authority and may it be both now henceforth and forevermore and the people of God said oh, Amen several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church. 